Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Lavender Fix podcast. I'm your host, Sabreen Hazik, and uh, I am hungry. <laughs> I am hungry because I am intermittent fasting today, which means I fast for 16 hours and eat during an eight-hour window. Why? Well, because I'm on a fitness challenge program, yada, yada. Uh, so that's happening. And oh boy, uh, this is going to be a tough one because my next guest is from the culinary world. And not just any culinary world, but Kashmir. Her name is Tasia Bhatt. And she is someone who has really taken the onus of sharing authentic Kashmiri recipes on YouTube. Um, that definitely was a dearth. And having realized that all the available recipes online were in fact not authentic, really motivated her to start her own channel, Kashmir Food Fusion. I think my partner and I really thrive on the cooking front because of that channel. Uh, so shout out to Tasia and uh, we spend a lot of time trying out uh, different recipes. Tasia has a keen eye for unique ingredients and traditional recipes. And the best part is that she cherry picks the long lost or the forgotten ones, along with some of the most popular ones. And I am salivating. <laughs> All right. So without further ado. Hello, Tasia. Welcome to your very first Lavender Express ride. <laughs> How is it going? Hey, how are you? It's going really well. So for the listeners, as uh, you might be knowing, my name is Tasia by now. And I was born and brought up in Srinagar, Kashmir. And I did my schooling, initial schooling from convent. And right now I'm studying. And besides that, I have this YouTube channel. Yes, we want to know all about this channel, the Yummy Yummy channel. And um, I have <laughs> lots of questions for you, Tasia, today. So I hope that you had a heavy meal because you will need the energy. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. So let's just begin with um, a simple question, which is, you know, what was life like before you became a YouTuber? Were you, were you an avid cook? Uh, life, was, life was pretty much the same, except for the fact that I cooked for my family, for myself, and now I cook for YouTube. I was not an avid, avid cook, but I loved cooking and I loved food. I loved food of all kinds. I loved to eat at restaurants. I loved food that served at home. So I was a big time foodie. Mm -hmm. But life was pretty much the same, except for this part that we record our videos now and update it on YouTube. Right, right. Okay, so you always had that flair. That's good to know. Yeah. So I usually, in every episode, I wait to get to the meaty parts of the conversation. But I'll just get into it. Um, when did you start your YouTube channel and what sparked the idea? So I started this channel in January 2018. It's been three years. So like I said, I'm a big time foodie. I love food especially I love the Kashmiri food that's served during the feast here and I was craving for a specific kind of pulao that's made during that feast is known as the Kashmiri Vazwan pulao mm -hmm. and I wanted to make this recipe at home but I didn't know the recipe <laughs> none of us know the recipes of the Vazwan so I looked for it up on YouTube and I didn't really find 
anything related to it. I saw a few recipes that were named Kashmiri Vazman and that were made by very famous chefs, but it was nothing like what we get served here. Right. So that's that's what uh, that's prompted what uh, gave me an idea. Yeah, prompted me and gave me an idea like I should start my own channel and I should teach everybody what our food is about. Right. So your primary reason was all about one giving people access to the actual authentic recipes and show them how they're actually made so they can enjoy yeah. a piece of vaza at, at the you know mm-hmm. in the comfort of their own home right i think that's beautiful yeah. and did you envision it um, by it i mean kashmir food fusion blooming into the brand mm-hmm. it has become today no to be honest i didn't really think that it would get so much of fame and i would get so much of fame and it would be recognized by so many people i just started this channel i was like okay maybe few people would watch it some people like me who would be craving some kind of food would watch it and try mm. out these recipes so i literally had no idea that it would be so big or so huge someday yeah now i do initially i didn't <laughs> yeah well now you better realize yeah. it because it is pretty huge <laughs> yeah. and you have a responsibility yeah. right it's um, it's big yeah. you 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 have influence over a specific target group and um yeah mm-hmm. so your word is pretty much the last word on a lot of things um <laughs> so what were your expectations when you posted uh, you know the first kashmiri pulao video and and what level of traction did it get on youtube So when I posted the first Kashmiri Pulao video, I was like, okay, let's see, would somebody watch it? And to be honest, there were hardly two or three people who watched it initially. And then we uploaded another video, and uh, more uh, than two or three, like ten people watched it. And that's how video reached to so many people, and we got, uh, I think, ten, fifteen, twenty subscribers. So wow. the uh, expectations were very less, very little, but. Alhamdulillah, everything got better day by day, but expectations weren't much. I won't say that I ex- I expected it to be a huge hit or mm. a success initially, but yeah, Alhamdulillah, things got better with each day. And I think there's a really important message here, which is you know people often get discouraged when they don't mm-hmm. see um, a wave of. responses or reactions right yeah. and unfortunately yeah. we live in a very social media driven world where numbers define success right and yeah. and hopefully that will change uh, but for yeah. for anyone listening right now who is also considering starting their own channel or doing something else in life that they're passionate about don't get bogged down by the likes and the video views and and all that kind of stuff yeah, uh, that that comes along the way but you have to be consistent and i think um tasia will talk more about this later in the episode Um mm-hmm. all right so that's really great you know first video you didn't really were expecting any traction but mm-hmm. eventually you started posting more right so when mm-hmm. you if when you finally saw that things were picking up on your channel i am sure it encouraged you to post more right um did you did you have a posting cadence in mind which is you know the number of recipes uh, going out each week Yeah, see when things started picking up on the channel, we got a lot of comments and we started our Instagram page. So it did actually encourage us. Um, by us, I mean me and my husband who are behind this channel. Mm-hmm. So it did encourage us to start posting more and more stuff. And yeah, we did have a bit of a like cadence. Like we uploaded two two videos per week, and sometimes we uploaded one video per week because we didn't have much time to make mm-hmm. the recipes initially. Right. But when we saw that the people really loved it and encouraged us to upload more to make more recipes yes that boosted our morale and we did upload more videos then mm. 
and then there is me who is always told by people hey why don't you upload more videos and i'm like yeah 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 i totally <laughs> will and then i never do uh, but i have to be honest after speaking with you the last time i really found a you know great source of inspiration and i thought you know what mm-hmm. one recipe every week and it'll be more on, yeah. on the lines of baking um yeah. But yeah, we're going to be Food Network friends. I mean, not that we aren't sure. friends right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll get a little bit more into the frequency, and you know, mm-hmm. given that you're in in India occupied Kashmir, you know, the yeah. communication blockades and all. We'll get into that in just a second. Mm-hmm. But quick question yeah. before we delve into that is, mm-hmm. um, who came up with the name for the channel, and is there a story behind it? So when we started this channel, me and my husband, and we were just thinking, what name should we keep? And uh, see, Kashmir and food. It was like a thing that we would name Kashmir food because it was more about Kashmiri food. Yeah. But then I told him, like, maybe we would not always stick to Kashmiri food. Maybe we can introduce food from different uh, parts of the world. Right. And maybe we can introduce, uh, like, we can do kind of a fusion into Kashmiri food. Like we've shown, we made a, a pizza, and we've used kofta, the mutton kofta, or rista. That's mm-hmm. Video. Mm, We've yeah. uploaded that video, so it's kind of a fusion recipe. Mm. So that's when we came up with the idea of keeping the name like Kashmir Food Fusion. We would upload the recipes about Kashmir, but we would also keep a part like fusion part there. Right. So that's how the name came up. Right. No, I think that's very clever. Just even from a scaling standpoint, that tomorrow, if you decide mm-hmm. to have a completely separate segment that is yeah. not just about Kashmiri food, that you can still do that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Going back to the conversation of the posting frequency, right? Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You need the internet to post videos, right? Especially yes. videos because yeah. it's it's a heavier file, and you yeah, need absolutely. yeah. So. Have the frequent internet bans and communication blockades in Kashmir uh, affected your channel and the uh, posting schedule? And you know, were you gripped by worry every time the internet was snapped? Did you have a backup plan? Yeah, absolutely. The internet blockades, they just ruined everything for us. Like for past six months uh, during 2019, when mm. the internet was completely snapped in Kashmir, we were just useless. We didn't do anything. We were just sitting back and just hoping that things get uh, better. We did have family overseas who used who just called us or text us that your channel is still working. Like people are commenting there, mm. your, your subscribers are rising. You should probably send somebody with the video somewhere and they'll upload it. But that didn't... That didn't appeal us much. Like yeah. I wanted to interact with my own audience. I wanted to see how they feel about our videos. We mm. could have sent a video somewhere and they would have uploaded it, but that's not how it's done. Mm. So internet blockade did really play a like I would say spoil sport in this. And uh, even now, like if uh, we didn't have a Wi-Fi connection initially, we didn't have it. Initially, we had just a two G that's here. Yeah, that's yeah. really funny that in the world of five G, we are providing with two G services here. Unfortunate, so, yeah. With, yeah, because of that 2G when we started uploading, re-uploading the videos in Feb 2020. Mm. So it, it used to take us a lot of time. Like uh, for right. a single video, we have we had to keep it overnight or maybe for oh a day, gosh. like a free day. And then the video used to get uploaded and we had to schedule the videos that way that uh, we had to keep them already pre-scheduled. And uh. that way we had to just uh, mark the videos like when would this video go up, when would that gotcha. video go up. So that's really a like not a good thing, not a cool thing for people living in Kashmir. Oh yeah, I mean this is twenty twenty one. What are you talking about? I yeah. mean, it's. I'm sure that's you know challenging, and I think more than anything that it's bizarre. I mean, we're in twenty twenty one, and internet is still an issue in Kashmir. I mean, mm-hmm. what? Um, and 
yeah, I think that's ridiculous. So, all right, give me an honest answer. Are you someone who does minimal tastings while cooking? Or are you someone who eats half the dish while cooking? Be honest. Because <laughs> no, I, I, I belong to the other category and you know that. <laughs> I didn't. I don't belong to that one. I just hardly okay. taste my food while cooking. Yeah. In fact, when the when the food gets complete, like when the recipe is completed, then I do the tasting. Ah. Until that, I don't. I, even if I cook at home, I don't really like tasting in between. Yeah. Because I just just go with my gut feeling that I put the right kind of ingredients into it. So I don't really taste it. I don't even taste the amount of salt that goes into it. I just put it there my and gosh. check it later. So I don't like listening to the tasting thing even. This is not gut feeling. This is expert feeling. That's what. That's how I would. <laughs> Maybe by now, but like initially also, I didn't really quite like the feeling of tasting it. Yeah. Between. Yeah. Well, trust me, I belong to the other category where I eat half the food while cooking, and you're <laughs> by the time the food is ready, you're not hungry because you've already eaten. So yeah. Okay. Good to know. That's awesome to know. Now, let's. get into the discussion of families right mm-hmm. uh your obviously you and your husband you both hail from uh, traditional kashmiri families right yeah. and i would say even outside of kashmir um in india for example my parents mm-hmm. are very averse to certain concepts they don't really understand mm-hmm. why tiktok and what what's the point and all that mm-hmm. stuff so what were their thoughts when you first decided to start your own channel on youtube were they confused mm-hmm. curious fully invested in the idea what was it like uh to be honest they were like uh confused and <laughs> as many expected. people didn't believe yeah many people didn't believe what we are doing that it would take a shape or form into something uh-huh. but yeah they did support us it's not like they were against it you should not do it you're wasting food or you're doing something they yeah. did supported us and but they didn't believe that something like this could happen it would go so mm. big so to be honest nobody believed in us that something like this could happen in kashmir because this was one of the first times that a food channel was coming up they right. had seen it in my channels and everything but they didn't believe that a food channel could be here like how would they they thought that everybody knows how to cook why are you wasting your time and showing people how to cook on yeah. youtube yeah yeah who knew yeah because yeah. indian and kashmiri and pakistani parents they can be all very dramatic yeah. like if you do this you're not yeah. my daughter <laughs> like <laughs> dad you need to yeah. chill like i'm just cooking um yeah. all right so now one of the things that i've always been very interested in just you know in my network with people who mm-hmm. make videos or content in any form i always ask them this question right uh, let's talk about your recording setup i can definitely see that your style has evolved right you've incorporated some cool prompts and call to action in your intro and uh, you know you clearly you have a strategy because you know i i saw you know the click on the bell icon and that kind of cta right and you record in a very specific style so when you were starting out how did you document the cooking process and what kind kind of equipment was involved So when we initially started this process, we used a cell phone because we were ourselves not that serious or didn't think that it would right. uh, go just uh, require some camera or something. We just recorded with our cell phone and edited the video in some kind of software or application that was available. Mm. But yeah, when things started getting better, like we ourselves checked our videos and saw that this is not looking nice. 
something about it mm. so but most of the editing is done by my husband and i'm not that much into this technology and stuff so i don't really know what kind of softwares or anything he uses to edit it though i do edit sometimes when he doesn't get time but he's taught me how to do it and i just do it for the sake of it otherwise i really don't know what all goes into the editing stuff i do give my voice overs and then he puts them into the edited video mm. but this recording setup like how he puts up the cam now we record with a dslr or sometimes some other camera but i don't know how he all he has set it up like something there's some stand or something due to which you no know, tripod or something else the setup has been made this way that the videos uh, the cameras uh, is absolutely about the uh, pan or about the gas burner gotcha. so some kind of setup has been made by him so gotcha. it's all about it's up to him only yeah do you keep that setup fixed in one spot or do you set it yeah, up every we, time you cook initially we initially we had we cooked in the same kitchen that uh, the family kitchen here so we used to uh, record our videos on the camera but keep the camera on the tripod but now we have a specific kitchen for that oh we, my gosh you know that yeah Things yeah are you getting know that serious uh, here homes <laughs> you know how kashmiri homes are there are so many rooms available for every other thing here yeah. so we have kept a separate kitchen for that now and in that kitchen the setup is already there like we don't have to go every time and put uh-huh. the setup up it's already there everything the uh, things that we use during the cooking the spices the utensils everything is in that specific wow. kitchen so it's uh- only for kashmiri refreshing wait are you telling me that you have a separate kitchen for your channel <laughs> Yeah, but now we do have it this because is, it used to get a little bit messy. This is like Nigella's kitchen. This is like a full blown <laughs> Bon Appetit Boston magazine scene happening. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah, we um, do. Yeah, I wish I could say the same for myself, <laughs> but but no. Um, and yeah, I agree. In Kashmir, you have uh, a room for your headphones and you have a room for your charging yeah, cable, absolutely. and it's just too many rooms <laughs> and very few people. Um, so no, that I think that's very clever if you have the capacity yeah. and uh, you know the bandwidth mm-hmm. to set something like that up. That's awesome. So I know you said that you're not aware of you know software technology and mm-hmm. stuff like that but did you mm-hmm. did you do you use free software or have you invested in getting a software Uh, initially we used some kind of free software that was avail- available but now we have I think purchase I think how to as far as i know we have purchased a software and we edit our videos on the laptop from that software only gotcha Gotcha. So, for anyone again thinking of starting a YouTube channel, you don't have to have it all right in the beginning. You know, iPhones, Android phones, all of them have pretty decent cameras nowadays. It's all about the composition. Mm-hmm. Do a little hit and trial, yeah. see what looks good, watch some other videos, get a little bit more reference in terms of how they film their videos. Uh baby steps and hey, everything is available on Google. So, if you're looking for software that may may be freely available, check google out run oops i think i lost you and you're back you're back that's okay we're in a global pandemic you guys this stuff happens all right so now whoops are you with me Can yeah you but uh, whenever you ask the question i don't know what happens <laughs> the voice just breaks completely <laughs> that's okay all right so Do you think uh do you think I mean I know I just talked about how you don't need technology and advanced equipment but what are your thoughts in terms of you know for people who are trying to start their own channel do they need any kind of special equipment to kick start their journey 
No, I don't think they need to. Like, if you have passion for something, if you want to do something, if you just start with whatever little you have, you don't need to get really big in the beginning. Only have all kind of equipments, have all kinds of utensils, pans, everything. Do with whatever you have at home, whatever minimalistic things you have at home, and in- initially that's enough for you. And mm-hmm. by the time you reach uh, to a point where you need something specific, you would get to know about it. Yeah, of course. And um, yeah, right. So now let's talk about your recipes. How do you source your recipes? Where do you get all this wealth of knowledge in terms of traditional Kashmiri recipes? Uh, so for a Kashmiri uh, woman or lady or anyone, uh, nobody knows about the Vazwan recipes much because Vazwan, as you must be knowing by now, is cooked by the male chefs and only the male members are mostly there. So mm. women don't know much about the Vazwan recipes. Right. And I won't lie that I knew all of them and it would be a life anyone would say that they know about all the Kashmiri Vazwan recipes. Mm. So for the Vazwan recipes, we have a family Vaza or chef, local chef known as Vaza. We call him up and he tells us the recipes. He's very generous and he doesn't lie. Most of the chefs, they do yeah. <laughs> sometimes skip a thing or two, but he doesn't lie. So for that, for all the Vazma recipes, he's the one who has given us those recipes. For other recipes, like some homemade recipes, some basic recipes, like I said, I already knew cooking most of it. So I already know most of the cooking about that. Mm. But yeah, there are some age-old recipes, like the authentic ones, the ones that are like forgotten ones or lost ones. And for that, I have my mother-in-law and my elder sister-in-law. They teach us really well. Like they teach us everything about all the things that you need to learn about the tricks and everything. Mm. So I learned from them. And what about your husband? How is he also a cook? Uh, initially, he didn't know anything about cooking, but the time we started this channel, he got much interested into cooking because he used to see like, it's not a big deal to cook for us now because he yeah. is always there whenever we make videos. So he his interest also did develop in cooking and I have to say that he cooks better than me. Mm-hmm. And whenever I find a fault in some kind of video or cooking, I just it's, it's him that I go after like, please check this video or yeah. please check this recipe, what's missing in this. So he's a better cook now, mm-hmm. by now. Yeah, I think my partner is a way better cook than I am but I pretend like I cook yeah. a lot of the stuff he cooks just to just to steal the credit <laughs> uh, but that's a different story um, alright so that's really great to know that you know your husband is also super invested and involved in the process and I know you've given him uh, a lot of shout outs in our previous conversations and I think that's really sweet yeah. and I hope I get to say hello to him someday um, so yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so Tasia, how much momentum were you seeing viewership and subscription wise each time you posted? Was it steady growth or was it like an overnight sensation? Uh, what led to the spike? Was it a specific video? So initially things were not that good. Like for a year, I think we hardly had 10k or 15k subscribers and that was also huge for us because mm-hmm. we had no we had never expected that our channel would be so big so it was obviously not an overnight sensation like we did work we did work really hard and we posted here and there on our facebook page on our instagram page we shared the recipes we posted like other recipes every time and we invited people like try these recipes so it was not an overnight sensation uh, what led to the spike I would say that there was this one specific video uh, mm-hmm. about 
about the Kashmiri authentic Kashmiri fish curry how it's made and it's made in a specific way like you don't have to keep a lot of curry it's kept in a kind of a dry recipe dry. and not many people know knew about it mm. and a lot of vegetables uh, go into it like uh, the lotus stem nadru and, and many things go into making this mm. recipe so when we posted this recipe online like it it kind of was an overnight sensation people were like all gaga about it like wow this is a recipe we were looking for you should mm. share more often recipes like these so that is the recipe that um, that caught a lot of attention and garnered us more subscribers and viewers Mm. And getting more subscribers means which is something we're going to get into now um uh, monetization mm. yay um yeah. so <laughs> all right monetization that's the big word everyone is talking about really can you make money yeah. off youtube yes um and obviously there is a certain criteria which i am aware you need a certain number of viewership hours you need a certain mm-hmm. number of subscribers it's a multitude of factors that you know um lead to you being eligible for that option of monetization so tasia are you yeah. monetizing on your channel and if yes how did that happen how does it work Yes, we are monetizing monetizing our YouTube channel, and uh, it uh, like whenever we started this channel, everybody told us that you can monetize it, and then we saw videos on YouTube like how we can monetize it, and that time we got to know that you need a specific, uh, specific uh, like number of viewers or specific uh-huh. watch minutes for monetization to take place. So uh, when we uh, achieved that goal, like uh, like hundred k or something, whatever was required, we was or watch minutes. I don't remember four k four hundred. Two thousand watch minutes or something. That's I really right. Don't remember how much it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that time, the monetization was activated on our YouTube channel, and monetization does take place on YouTube. But you need to have a lot of views and a lot for the monetization yeah. to be working and for it to have some kind of a like positive impact on it. Like if you hardly get uh, like hundred dollars or something, I think as uh, cooks or as YouTubers who upload videos, we our recipe. Recipes, they just we invest a lot into our recipes. Mm-hmm. So it, initially, it was like we are only investing in our recipes, so monetization was not that helpful. But yeah, by now things are better. Uh, brands approach us; we uh, promote their things on our YouTube channel, and they also promote us. So that way, our YouTube uh, is uh, giving us money. But yeah. initially, the monetization didn't help much. Yeah, and I think people have this misconception that once you start monetizing, you make millions and millions, and then you fly to malibu no, not and at all. Not in, even now <laughs> you have a big bungalow in malibu and then you're living the life but yeah that's true it doesn't work like that you actually i mean i know a lot of fellow youtubers who barely made a few dollars like someone told me they made like 10 bucks in a month or something and i and we were laughing about it and it takes a lot of time it takes time so yeah, for a year or more i think we didn't make anything at all like the, mm-hmm. the dollars were saved in uh, the youtube only but we couldn't cash it out so it does take really a lot of time yeah and you did mention in one of our conversations that you have to hit 100 mm-hmm. uh, dollars to be able to cash it out 100 dollars yeah right so it's yeah, not like a regular uh, monthly stipend where mm, you you're... no no not at all exactly yeah. uh, another question related to monetization is obviously the more number of videos you produce um that kind of monetization threshold it increases because every time someone watches mm-hmm. your video you're still being paid for the older content right 
Yeah, yeah. Right. That's awesome. So, of course, as you scale, as your channel grows, as you make more videos, you're not mm-hmm. only going to make money, of mm-hmm. course, on the new videos, but also the older videos, which are still yeah, being older, watched. Yeah. You know, it all comes together. Yeah. So your net worth keeps growing, mm-hmm. my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's awesome. All right. So mm-hmm. how did you feel when you got your very first salary and what did you do with it? So the very first time uh, we could cash it out was when uh, we got a sum of hundred dollars, and uh-huh. then when we cashed it out, I think uh, in when we converted it into India rupees, it was like six thousand rupees. It was like nothing, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but it did feel good still. Like uh, your efforts are being recognized. At least you are getting something, and we were happy. Like okay, monetization is like a part of YouTube. Until then, we were like overthinking. Maybe it does take place because yeah. Until then, we had not got any money. So, but when it did uh, like become a reality, like we got money in our cash in our hands. So it did feel good. Uh-huh. And with that money, like you couldn't do a lot, but we did give a treat to our friends and family who were like really happy about it that okay now you are earning from youtube mm-hmm. though this was not a big amount huge amount but still we did uh, feel good and nice about it and we gave a treat to our friends and family with it wow that is awesome and you're right like even though it wasn't a lot of money it's still oh my god this is what i mean <laughs> yeah. uh, through this channel that's yeah. wonderful and we have to talk about your major youtube milestone that is the silver play button um i honestly when i think i saw your post it blew my mind i think my husband and i were in shock just out of <laughs> sheer admiration for how you started the yeah. channel and how you scaled it just yeah. through that i mean i know so many people in the Absolutely. us who are hustling who are mm-hmm. trying and trying tasya and they're not there and i just feel like you did something yeah. so remarkable also because maybe there is demand for that kind of content where you are right um yeah. but Tell me all about how that happened. How did you how did you get it? So like I said when the internet was banned here and then we re-uploaded the videos in Feb 2020 and then the covid thing happened. Mm. So because of the lockdown mostly people were indoors and right. by that time we had around 50k subscribers on YouTube. Mm. For wow. a span of 2 years we had 50k but when the lockdown happened like we uploaded videos and I don't know how this happened like people were maybe sitting idle at home and they wanted to try new recipes people started watching more of our videos mm. and then as you know that after Ramadan the Eid came and people couldn't go out and buy things because the lockdown was really strictly followed during those days here right so a lot of people watched our videos like uh, we uploaded some chicken gustaba and it got so hit we uploaded the bakery style cookies coconut cookies everything we uploaded got really hit with everyone right. and our subscribers like they started they started shooting up so well nicely like initially we had 50k in feb and by august we had 100k like this this gap was covered in a very little time and mostly during the lockdown Mm. because everyone was at home and they were watching videos they were trying our recipes they were sending us feedback on instagram so that's how we reached a goal of 100k and we were still surprised like we were so grateful that okay this thing is happening though the covid is not a cool thing but it's at least the lockdown is doing something positive to us mm-hmm. so that's how 100k we achieved and then we applied and then we emailed the uh, the people at youtube for the silver play button you have to mail them you don't have to sit back and watch that they'll send it to you <laughs> 
because they really don't know there, there are so many channels that they would not notice it that you have reached 100k yeah, so you have to mail them you have to contact them yourselves and and it's it's also kind i don't know whether it's a good luck or whatever it was there are people who do mail them and then they receive their play buttons like within months or within a year or so but i don't know how it happened like we got our silver play button and within a month less than a month's time in mm-hmm. july we applied for it and by august it was at our doorsteps wow. so we were really grateful to all the viewers and everyone mm-hmm. yeah so this was the story behind this well good button. things happen to good people that's all i can say uh, so when you finally <laughs> you. when you finally got you know i'm sure that when they finally dispatched it you got a tracking number and everything right so mm-hmm. what what was going yeah. through your mind because i know that there was a lot of behind the scenes uh mm-hmm. yeah so how how did that play out so when we got the tracking number that finally it has been shipped and we verified that your channel has 100k we were all surprised like okay do we'll really receive this silver play button and then when they gave us the tracking number me and my husband like we used to check it every other day where yeah, has it reached sure. where has it reached and yeah and funnily like it traveled during the covid times we were, we were kind of joking around with each other that during covid times it has traveled half of the world <laughs> the play button because it was i think shipped from hong kong to us to dubai and some i don't know all the places that it came from and we were joking yeah. around that it has seen the covid in every place so finally it did reach kashmir and uh, then it reached up a place we had uh, to call uh, the india post people up like every as you know every every office in india is the kind of lazy mm. they didn't want to ship <laughs> yes. it they were like okay there is a parcel here it's laying down here you can come and pick it up but finally they did get uh, it to our home and right. we opened it and we were just surprised to see it Wow, my gosh, I would lose my marbles, honestly. And, yeah, and at present it's uh, right in front of my bed like on the Aww. wall, it's hanging on the wall like it's kind of it kind of inspires us to work harder for a million subscribers. So yeah. whenever we wake up, we just can get a look at it. That is insane. So you wake up and you wake up to it and you wake up to your hard work and yeah. I think that's remarkable. Um So you know you're also growing substantially on Instagram I can see uh and I remember yeah. long long ago people had started asking me hey how how are you getting what is your recipe I said actually these I don't have a recipe I started youtubing mm-hmm. because I'm half kashmiri I don't necessarily know the ins and outs of what goes into what right I mean I I grew up eating a lot of deli food but also cuz my my mom is from my 50% of my dna actually more cuz the mother well delivers more uh DNA and blood and all that to the fetus so I'm more kashmiri yeah. <laughs> I think than indian and so um I said actually these are not my recipes and then I remember I tagged your profile and you were not kashmir food fusion was not really a thing at the time on instagram I remember you had a few hundred maybe yeah. followers and then yeah, one yeah. day I checked it again I think after a few months and boom um so what are you using that specific channel for 
so when we upload the videos on youtube uh, so we tell them we tell the viewers that please do follow us on instagram and our facebook page because we have a lot of subscribers on youtube and we didn't have much followers on instagram so that's mm. how we were like channeling the people from youtube to instagram and we were telling them you can send us your picture feedback we still tell them you can send us your picture feedback on youtube and we'll mm. share it on our instagram page so that's how initially more followers came on our instagram many people were like we don't have instagram and then they made instagram specifically wow. to stay in touch with us as we were more in act, active on, and, and i'm still more active on instagram as compared to facebook mm-hmm. so that's how more people came uh, on instagram to follow us to interact with us to send their feedback they were like really excited when they made some recipe and they wanted us to share their recipes i still get so many feedbacks so that's how initially the people started following us and nowadays i would say more or less it's because of the reels like when we upload right. a lot of reels per day i think more than 100 200 followers uh, are added on instagram daily gotcha gotcha and how the big question again going back to families how has uh, your family or how have your families responded to the fame like they are more happier than us my mother in law <laughs> oh, uh, she doesn't know much about internet or stuff she uh, she's kind of like uh, she doesn't know much about all these things but uh, when she i have i've had many interviews with uh, online channels and from famous channels from here i even, even had an interview with the economic times in the sun times mm. so when we were told her about when we told her about all these things she got really excited then there were some video interviews with some channels like uh, the great kashmir and all that so she got really excited and stuff and she watched our videos and she was like all praising and praying for us uh, even my own family so everybody was really happy and they got really excited about the fame and they still are really happy they proudly say that uh, the kashmir kashmir food fusion belongs us like it's, it's a part of the family now yeah. everybody belongs to kashmir food fusion yeah so they are really happy now that is awesome um but let's be honest the internet is a brutal place right um you yeah. have people who support you and then you have a lot of negative nancies right so have you have you had to deal with uh, and i'm sure you do but you know negative comments and if yes what kind can you share a few examples of uh, annoying comments yeah we had to deal with a few initially like people were saying why do you upload in english it's a kashmiri recipe you should <laughs> oh keep my it God. specifically in kashmiri yeah you should upload in kashmiri so initially those comments were there and then they changed to like why are you showing your hands in a specific way are you trying to attract audience by showing your oh hands i was like even if i don't show my hands how am i going to cook so there these are the kind of things you get on internet but more than that i would say that i have i have been on the receiving end of like positive comments positive feedbacks only but yeah mm-hmm. there are some people who just post bad comments or or stuff just for the sake of it like mm-hmm. it is absolutely headless comments but they do post it yeah i mean that whole hand comment i shared it with my husband and he was like what are people dumb he actually made yeah. a face and he's not someone who makes faces he made a face he's like people are just dumb and they don't know how to support yeah. other people uh, he loves your channel by the way he he was actually very Thank surprised so that i didn't call him in when when you were talking to me cuz he wanted to say <laughs> hi and i was like you never say hi to anyone i didn't know you wanted to say hi so no i think it's also a home thing for him because you know you're from kashmir and i think yeah, absolutely. it brings people closer so yeah. i think that's awesome and um yeah. well to uh, you know negative people hurt people 
say hurtful things so we hope that to all those people who've uh, been unable to support you in this journey that they find happiness in some capacity and start their own journeys and find peace right um now i it's interesting that you talked about the whole uh, the narration which is you know from english to to urdu or hindi or you know however you want to call it i did notice your, that you pivoted from english voiceovers to yeah. hindi or urdu voiceovers right so why like i understand you got negative comments but why such a major shift mm-hmm. in strategy was it a byproduct of criticism or was it because you know urdu resonates more with your target audience i would say is the, uh, the urdu resonates more with our audience that is why i shifted the voice overs from english to urdu mm. uh, criticism did play a little bit of uh, role in it but if i know that i'm doing something right and if 100 people criticize it then i really don't care about them so um, i would not say that i just uh, due to the pressure i changed the voice over no not at all i knew that people can connect with me more because the audience that i'm sharing they would not really all of them would not understand the english mm. out of it so that is why uh, i've kept the english subtitles there but i upload the videos with the voice over in urdu because right. i think the indian subcontinent most of the people can understand it better right and um i think that makes a lot of sense yeah because you are i'm assuming your target mm-hmm. audience is you know india kashmir yeah. pakistan yeah. maybe bangladesh yeah. or you know uh, a lot of those mm-hmm. uh, countries so um have you been approached by people in uh, public settings like do they recognize i know you don't show your face on your channel but i think your voice mm-hmm. is there's very distinct um so has that ever happened do people recognize you um and how does that make you feel um by now i do i have shared few of my pictures like uh, right. the one with the slow play button or the interviews so people do recognize my face by now and yes i have been approached and it's kind of like it was it felt good but it was kind of funny like also i was having <laughs> like dinner with my sister and my daughter somewhere and there was a lady and who came up to me and she was like you're the one from kashmir food fusion it did feel good like yeah. obviously it felt good like somebody is recognizing you so it does feel good people do i do get recognized by few of people like because kashmir is a very small place like everybody yeah, knows everyone everybody knows else. so yeah it felt good yeah yeah and what what would you say if i were to ask you what has been the most surprising part of this journey what would you say i would say the amount of uh, love and the prayers that we've got from our viewers like more than the monetization part and anything the amount of love that we get every day from everyone like people of all uh, ages and genders and everything everybody messages us and everybody is all praises about us our channel our videos how they have how it has helped them especially during the lockdown mm. so i think that is the thing that has surprised me a lot like uh, you could play a really important role in somebody's life you could inspire some people there are so many youtube channels by now who share videos and so many girls have um, texted me that you are inspiration behind starting the cooking youtube channel mm. so that's why we are they copy the style even so they were like we are trying to make it like your way only so it feels good like you can inspire people and right. you get so many prayers from them so it does feel good and what has been the most challenging part of this journey the most challenging part has been like 
keeping up with making the video sometimes you feel like you don't want yep. to get up and make a video but since you have uh, committed to something or you promise some people you would make a specific recipe for them so then you won't have to get up even if you don't feel like doing it you do get up and make it so mm-hmm. that has been the most challenging part like keeping up with all of this by now i think i've uploaded or 250 or 300 videos on youtube mm-hmm. so uploading all of those recipes yeah making them and being consistent with them so that has been one of the most and that still is one of the most challenging part of the journey i don't know how far we'll go but it's really a challenge but yeah i think it's the same for me that's exactly why i haven't posted <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think I I'm very interested in starting a whole uh, around health <laughs> right but uh, I have a sweet tooth and I often struggle with uh, you know oh my god I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. that I can make an alternative for this how can I make it a little bit more healthy and yeah. guilt free um and yeah. I think I'm going to, so I may need your support um uh, Tasia I yeah, may, sure. I may I may ride your wave a little bit uh but uh, you've <laughs> yeah. been a huge source of inspiration for me just because i feel like i am in a situation really a lot of if course you, if, if it's coming from you it means a lot no of course like my you have to meet my husband and he will tell you all about it just because he's so introverted and yeah. the, for him to come up to yeah. me that day and say to say for him to say why didn't you call me mm-hmm. when you were i mean that for me was like mm-hmm. whoa this is like revolutionary <laughs> so he he sends that's a lot really of love sweet. and he adores you guys so so that's that thank and thank you so much yeah and so i know you talked a little bit about how people are inspired by you but also sometimes inspiration mm-hmm. can be taken a little too far and people start plagiarizing people mm-hmm. start copying yeah, yeah. the exact same recipe and yeah. they, they post it as their own so have you ever faced that absolutely and in fact i think i still do face it and but you can't really do much about it because if you uh, say tell somebody that you copied a recipe or you done the same exact exact steps they would say that it's not a patented recipe like kashmiri cooking Correct. the same but there are some things like you get to know if somebody is doing something of its own or somebody is copying your recipe step by step like i saw recently uh, where the and the, um, the girl who was making it she had copied even like how i just uh, put the things into the pan or oh how i just God. fry the things like they copy everything and that that, that <laughs> time you know that it's not really the original content yeah. it's absolutely copied yeah i mean one day you'll turn up and you you'll wake up and you'll be like, oh, she's wearing the same nail paint <laughs> uh, yeah i think that's really funny i mean yeah. honestly tasia on instagram i've had there's this one photograph of me from when i was in portland oregon and i think i'm wearing a kashmiri karigari blouse from this fantastic tulpalav mm-hmm. brand she's a great friend and yeah, i have a scarf yeah, over my head absolutely stunning uh, in that thank you i have a head scarf i i don't wear a scarf uh, but yeah. you know out of respect yeah. for where i was standing i decided to do that mm. and i photoshopped that image to to change my background yeah. because i had a really ugly wall behind me and that photograph mm-hmm. people have used it in their displays mm. and i tell them hey that's me that's yeah, not you <laughs> and they're like no it's me <laughs> i said okay well <laughs> if you think it's you good luck major identity yeah, crisis even like when when we upload our recipes and the pictures we post them online we have a watermark on them some yeah, people I even saw. remove the watermark and then <sighs> upload the same picture like that's Stop. way too much oh yeah it's the same story with the photographers they click all these wonderful photographs yeah. and people don't have the basic courtesy to say 
you know just yeah to repost or no people don't do that and i think that Absolutely. in our societies that's also kind of missing a little bit here it can be a full blown lawsuit <laughs> but i think people don't realize the seriousness of it so so that's that um mm. now i wanted to ask you is there something that people don't know about kashmir food fusion that you would like to share or are there any misconceptions that you'd like to clear yeah like people think that uh, as our channel is monetized or we have a lot of subscribers we make millions like you had said so this is a misconception we really don't make that much from it but it's because of our passion for cooking and our passion for teaching people the food the cuisine that we have here that we upload videos it's not that it's a, we don't make a living out of it it's not a part of our living we just upload right. these videos to share with uh, to share with everybody to stay connected with the audience so that's a misconception that people have mm-hmm. that since we have a big channel so we upload videos and we earn a lot from it yeah. i just wanted to clear this thing to them that we don't up- upload videos for money firstly and yeah. secondly we do get a paid but it's not that much and i'd like to clear something out uh, tasia for you is that you're not making millions yet let's think of it yeah, like I that so. <laughs> yes make it someday yes you will and yeah. with your perseverance i hope that you go really far and uh, as your friend i'm here to support you all the time so uh, that's you. that, that means uh, a lot. yeah and so one of the really remarkable things about your channel and i know we talked about it briefly is you know you're also mm-hmm. dismantling a lot of stereotypes um i know we briefly mm-hmm. talked about men commenting on your um YouTube some of those really annoying comments mm-hmm. um you know which is mm-hmm. this is how uh, a nosh or uh, you know a, a daughter yeah. in law should can you talk a little bit more about that and how you think you're challenging societal norms so firstly it's quite surprising that when i when i see the insights on youtube or on instagram yeah. it shows that more number of males watch my videos as compared to females and mm. comment so firstly that is a surprising part <laughs> yeah. secondly it's that uh, a lot of men do comment and they share the recipes with us like we i made this i made that and it feels good like okay i'm kind of breaking the stereotypes that only women can't women can cook and men can't cook so it does feel good but it's like when i get comment, comments like okay they just uh, kind of idolize me and idolize me and they say that this is the kind of woman we need in our society oh. or this is the kind of daughter in law everybody should have yeah. and someone had written that see my sister can't cook nicely oh. she should learn from you and i i did write to him like dude it's okay she doesn't know maybe probably you should cook something and serve it to her and you should both just do the work together yeah. so this is like annoying when people try try to idolize you but in a negative way. Like, also stereotype for me like also if, yeah also stereotype yeah. that uh, i i mean my response would be if if someone wrote on my channel this is how a daughter in law should be i would say this is how a father in law should not be uh yeah exactly and i think i'm really proud of you for calling people out on well i am putting this educational content yeah. out there so you and not your daughter could learn how to cook yeah so you can get up absolutely go to the kitchen mm. and cook yeah this is not to yeah. teach your daughter who pretty sure already knows how to cook just because women are badass okay. and we just know it all yeah. um but i think the lesson that people need to take from this is 
get up and cook don't expect it's not a gendered thing cooking is a universal activity it's a survival skill yes, totally and i can tell you that when i moved to london for the first time to study i felt paralyzed mm-hmm. because i didn't know how to cook and i went to the grocery store and i swear mm-hmm. i bought absolute bullshit i bought cheese singles <laughs> i bought pop tarts i bought donuts <laughs> i had two donuts for yeah, lunch a bowl of, of a bowl of conflicts for dinner and i just didn't know what to do with myself and i mm-hmm. slowly and slowly and slowly learned and i was in a way in a way forced but i do realize that it's a very important skill yeah. that a man or a woman should know so yes. so yeah. watch the videos you guys but do it yourself don't expect or don't forward links to your yeah. sisters and mothers do it yourself yeah. um so that's that so i think that's fantastic uh, tasia and what are your plans for the future what can your view- viewers expect i've shared it a lot of times that i have a lot of plans but i'm not able to like do something about it right now because of mm. my studies and my daughter and all but i have a plan like i am writing a book the recipe book my own recipe book of azwan and everything but mm. it's not finalizing like i hardly get time for it but people should expect it to come maybe sooner mm-hmm. so i am writing a recipe book my own recipe book i wanted to make an app for the recipes but i think that will have to wait for now and most importantly i'm inshallah going to make a restaurant by Ooh. 2022 or maybe a year later my own restaurant with the i think same name or something like that similar to that where i'll share all kinds and kinds of recipes like cuisines from other parts of the world as well but mostly the kashmiri food so people can come and enjoy over there so you have to stay tuned for that mm-hmm. for my restaurant and you have to visit there your restaurant better also have uh, uh rooms to stay in because that's where i'm staying then uh, so i can <laughs> oh, eat for sure eat and stay at my home anytime e- oh yeah you are in trouble my friend you are stuck with me forever so every no. time i am we have Not to vlog i would love to host you the next time i'm around we have to vlog together and you will see my antics Absolutely. and and you will regret <laughs> <laughs> that you said yeah yeah sabrina you're welcome into my life all right so that's how <laughs> we we've reached the end of the episode um what a fulfilling conversation i just feel that there is a certain uh level of completeness to this conversation that we kind of talked about every single thing right i've read a lot of your interviews and i yeah. feel like they touch upon few aspects of your journey but i'm really glad that and really honored that i was able to do this with you um and um i was you know thinking about some of your recipes even just while talking to you because you have a very distinct voice yeah. which i'm only used to listening on your <laughs> channel uh so you already yeah. know when i'm there next we're doing things together and uh, which involves me mostly eating your food <laughs> um anyway uh this last section is called the spill the sauce section which i will converted into mm-hmm. spill the soon uh for this episode mm-hmm. uh so that's yeah. yeah what advice do you have for those who are trying to kick start their own youtube journey you know um you know it could be for any any passion not necessarily just cooking what concrete steps can mm-hmm. people start taking today to accomplish their goals give us the recipe so there are a few of them so my first advice would be advice number 1 would be that little steps take us a long way so you should start with what you have 
don't wait for it uh, to start something big start with whatever you have then my second advice would be that consistency and perseverance is the key you don't have to give mm-hmm. up you have to keep on trying then my third advice would be like you should not compromise on anything like your ethics or anything and my fourth advice would be like or upload original content whenever there are some people who come up to me and they said that our channel is not like growing so much i would tell them that please upload your original content stay original and you would see how much you will grow how much mm-hmm. people would love your work so these are some of the advices that's awesome and that is a wrap so thank you tasia for sharing your journey with us all and thank you for being so open about sharing your successes and uh, what led you to them uh, not everyone likes to share the details but i'm sure that our listeners will appreciate it and uh, to everyone listening as always i am so grateful that you take the time to be here you turn up you embrace lavender and and that means the world to me um Please be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast and drop a review if you enjoy our content and be sure to check out Kashmir Food Fusion on YouTube of course uh, and on Instagram and uh, as always I will see you guys next week till then chin up <laughs>